We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. So what happened was someone sent me a text on the phone, and it switched over to my phone. <sighs> I know. I'm such a noob. I can't believe it. I didn't turn off the Bluetooth on my computer. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. It's the end of... Oh, we don't want to get demonetized. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. <laughs> We get demonetized. I don't think we're that good at singers, dude. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, I'm, it, it's all you, bro. I'm not that good of a singer. I'm, it's the end of the world as we know it. Dude, I've been meaning to tell you this for a while. I feel like I'm holding the band back, bro. I feel like, I feel like it's time. Well, you're just the bass player, right? So of course you are. <laughs> well, yeah, that's no problem, dude. We, we've got a machine we can probably replace you with. You're just a bass player. That was always um, a joke with like early jazz musicians is it didn't even matter what the, the jazz bass player was playing because you couldn't hear it anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Over the horns. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. What are we doing today? We are having a Russian impromptu, Russian lit party. Uh, our friends who were reading the notes from a dead house with just launched this tag. We, we, we relate to that party. And we haven't done a tag in months. Like, I bet you, like, we looked at this party. We're like, you guys need any bass players? Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Do you need any literary nerds? We can me, be your stand like, in. Oh, great. The bass beggars are here. Crap. <laughs> I'm the lead singer. You're the bass player. <laughs> All right, we have not really uh, prepared. We sat down 10 minutes ago and just kind of picked some things like, oh, this would be fun to talk about. So sit down, put on your big boy pants. And random prepare. words, random words, random, random words. Random Russian lit party answers. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Number one, favorite classic. That's it. That's the, I, I like, it's a statement and a question in one. Favorite classic. And, favorite and you're doing, classic. You wait. Did we do this odds. right? You're doing. You're doing. The I'm, odds. Doing odds. I'm doing the evens, right? Okay. It'd be really awkward if we both did the odds and we would just skip every other question. <laughs> that would be us, though. That would be so. That would us. be. That would be. Extreme. That's the bass player answer, right there. Okay. I'm sorry. That's uh, enough bass ripping. Your your turn. <laughs> I'm gonna cater to my audience, and I will say the uh, Brothers K. That one is pretty amazing. Is that your new favorite? Is that your new yeah. favorite? Like favorite overall, classic. Like classic. Yeah. Is it? Does it beat like what? What was your? Wheel of Time, like Dresden Files, like those have very personal reasons why you like those too. Do any of these beat those or are they just two different worlds and you can't compare? Two different worlds you can't compare. Yeah. Apples okay, and oranges. Th those are series and they have a lot of nostalgia meaning for me. They have a lot of history for me. But when I'm looking at what helps define literature and the human experience, something that I think everybody should read. I, I don't think that everybody would enjoy Wheel of Time. I know that you might not enjoy Wheel of Time, uh, but I think that everybody can find some experience to resonate with them in, in Brothers Karamazov. So 
I don't know. I mean, I really like the Dark Tower so far, and, and we're doing Jurassic Park, and I really like that. Every now and then, I like to have my genre fiction in there as well. So, yeah. number two, Tolstoy. Character or book with a tragic story or a book that made you cry? And this is kind of hard. I don't really cry that often. But, like, if we count crying from laughing, I'm going to go with, with One Piece, actually. I went over there and grabbed my One Piece book because I don't talk about One Piece enough. Like, hey, oh, Leslie, Lord. what's up? Go- <laughs> Let's talk about One Piece, Leslie. That, is Tags that a cheat? Over. We're just gonna... <laughs> That's a cheat. That's a Why cheat. Is, okay. Well, if we if we want to talk sadness, I've never really cried out of sadness per se. Um, maybe maybe like a half a cry once, but but the closest I've come to being sad is, is Absalom. Absalom. I think I think we've really captured the the what we do to harm each other and the excuses we come up to do that is is beautifully drawn in this book absalom absalom so i would say that's the closest i've come to crying even though i didn't actually cry i'm like i'm like really manly and stuff so i don't cry like i don't, I don't do that stuff <laughs> i can't believe you didn't pick slaughterhouse five that's a very tragic story yeah but you gotta remember i've also read that like six times now <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not tragic it just didn't make you cry it says or it doesn't say and Oh, well, I went, I went, dude, you give me 10 minutes to prepare for a tag. This is what <laughs> you, you get. You did okay? me 10 minutes. <laughs> I have to blame others for my problems. Okay. Okay. And we're going back to one piece. One, one piece made you the, cry. Okay. You're the only one I can blame right now. So number three, Gogol, the comedic book or character. Uh, so I talked about this in our special behind the scenes uh, shelf tour that you can only get to if you're Patreon, uh, shameless plug, the... <laughs> One of the things I talk about on there that's way hidden down on the bottom is the strange case. Oh, I know what of, it is. I know what it is. It's Origami Yoda. I know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, that is belly laugh out loud. All three books. There's I, there's three books in I think the original trilogy. I think there are more after that. Um, I just haven't picked them up because I've been too busy doing YouTube stuff. But it it just I would sit there and start giggling and laughing while reading it out loud Wait, so it should, to myself. So should we do that on the channel? Like, I feel like you've brought that up on a previous tag before too. Is that, Maybe. um, is that chapter book? Is it picture yeah, it's book? Yeah, it's a chapter book. No. It's a chapter, is it it's, kind it's of an like, actual like, book. Yeah, but is it like, like third grader, like YA, like YA? Like it's YA, middle, not third grade, middle school. Middle school, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so there's, there's middle grade March. We could potentially look at it for a middle grade March fun read. Yeah, or we could wait until my niece and your son get older, and we could do it then in a few years. It'd be fun for them. Okay. They would love it. Okay. okay, number four, Dostoevsky, a book with great character development. And I'm going to steal a page from Stephanie's book, because she did Dostoevsky for Dostoevsky. So I'm going to do Dostoevsky for Dostoevsky, because he writes the best characters in the world. No argument here. I'm going to go with Notes from a Dead House, the book that we're actually just reading right now. <laughs> so... If if you haven't read it, it's a semi-autobiographical. It's it's more real than fake. Fake enough so that he doesn't get thrown back in jail. It's got to go past the censors, I guess, in a sense. Um, and what I like about it is it's not just... It's a character development of Dostoevsky himself. How going to this, this work prison just really made him change his opinion on what does it mean to be a peasant what drives men to do the things that they do. And it's not that they're just eh, evil men out there. Well, there are evil men. He saw psychopaths, but he also saw logic and he also saw redemption in them too. 
uh, at least the the chance of free will for redemption, if you will. And this is a story that is retold in every single one of his books about who chooses or doesn't choose redemption, about the what drives men to the depths and depravity, you know, that we've covered with Crime and Punishment and our Dostoevsky talks here. This is the story of Dostoevsky realizing that, and that's just so cool to not only just have like a realization of the author, but also to see a character moment of the town, of people, of what drives people to be what they are. So so that's my answer, is Notes from a Dead House by Fyodor Dostoevsky. And I didn't choose an actual character. It says, it says I could choose a book. So I chose a book. Nice. <laughs> Do you think, real quick, side note, that Dostoevsky is just lucky by happenstance to be able to write these beautiful characters because of the time period that he lived? Today, I think about how we are we aren't really attached to our humanity anymore i feel like sometimes because of the drive of capitalism and technology and the go go ho- bustle of the world and netflix and everything and social media we we're so interconnected with one another do you think that he was just fortunate enough to live during a time where he had the ability to use what was around him to create these beautiful characters you think he was just kind of lucky feel- by happenstance I feel like you're creating like a whole nother tag. Like we can actually just talk for 10, 15 minutes <laughs> on that question well, by well, itself. Of course we could. Of course we could. I mean, we could talk for hours about him. He's one of the most prolific writers ever of all time. But I don't know. I just, I, that's what I think about when, when you, when you were talking about great character development of why was, why is he the guy that creates some of the best characters of all time? Why him? Let's, let's make, let's save that for another video. Let's go to check yeah. off no, question number five, novella or a short story. Uh, so I picked one that we recently did that I gave a perfect 10 to. Sonny's Blues is an incredible short story that hits you in all the right feels, brings in music, which is always fun when you see two art genres crossing paths, when you have literature and music blended together. Uh, it tells a great story. Uh, it has a good message. You bring in the idea of race. There's just there's so much to unpack in that story. Uh, also, great character development, good story, good pacing, good plot. Uh, a lot of little subtle nuances in there for analysis. Check out our video on that. Another shameless plug. I absolutely <laughs> loved that short story. So that was my James Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, number six. Oh, I did not look up how to say this word. Oh, no. Pasternak? 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 Don't know. Pasternak. Uh, love story or relationship. And this is going to surprise you for this one. I actually went deep cut on this one. Probably didn't see this one coming. Yeah, I'm going to go, actually, with the YA book, Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, which is basically the story of these two characters. And look at the font size of this. It's like grandma font, man. Like... <laughs> it's really big, but um, it's a story of two characters, and it basically goes from the beginning of the original trilogy to the end. So you get to live with these characters as Alderaan is blown up, as you know the whole Endor scenes happening in the third movie, uh, sixth movie. But you get to kind of experience it from a different point of view with these two characters, and they're kind of the star-crossed lovers. One joins the Empire, one joins the Rebels, and uh, will they will they be able to reconcile their past? and their differences. And I just thought it was a really beautiful story, and I really liked the love story that Claudia Gray was able to paint with this one. Is that a Una book or a Mason book? <laughs> no, it's YA. So I read that. I, I mean, it's probably been... When did that come out? I want to say it's been 10 years. Watch me oh, date it's not myself. New. 
No, no. Oh. I was going to say this. Oh, okay. Watch I never heard of it, so. I was going to say, watch me date myself here, and this like just came out. Um, I thought I knew a lot of the recent Star Wars stuff. I mean, I don't keep up with all the YA stuff, but I thought I was a little bit more in the know. Oh, well, that's fun. Where's the Where's the publication? Give me one second. You had me sold oh, to out, Star Wars. It came out in 2015, so that's so six, six years. years old. Yeah, that's pretty new. That's pretty new. Very cool. All right, Pushkin Polygat with a gift for languages translated work. All right, so I went with a Gogol story here the night before Christmas from last year. Go watch our video, another shameless plug. Uh, I love the zaniness <laughs> of this story. I love the zaniness of the story with the witch stealing the moon and uh, the, the, the guy hiding in the bag and popping out uh, and just the the nonsensical nature of that story to be a Christmas story and uh, the, the good underlying message of kind of the triumph uh, at the end of the story, you, you can never go wrong with a, uh, a Gogol story. So The Night Before Christmas, love that one. All right, number eight, Letters from Russia, nonfiction book. So I was actually like, I was like, oh, do I want to go with like Wrapped in Rainbows? Because, you know, Zora Neale Hurston had such an amazing life. It was so cool having another mm. author, Valerie Boyd, mm. you know, mm. kind of draw it. So that was a really good one. I was thinking about like the Orthodox Church, Orthodoxy Church. I thought that was kind of cool. But I'm actually going to go with another interesting deep cut here. I guess I'm just in the Clarice's. I'm going to go biography. with, I'm actually going to go with the James Joyce Portrait oh. of a Dubliner. Okay. Which is actually his biography told as a novel, a graphic novel. So it's literally kind of like a novel, graphic novelization of the Richard Elman biography, condensed obviously greatly. Uh, but it's just really cool experience kind of reading the biography as a graphic novel instead. So I thought that was cool. That is really cool. Number nine, Lit Party. If you could have coffee with any author, who would it be? And why? let me get Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to know so much. I know that you could. You you know, it's it's a hypothetical question. So I could pick any author. I could talk to you know uh, O'Connor. I could talk to James Joyce. I, I I could talk to you know James Baldwin or or anybody. You know, uh, uh, so Vonnegut. And it would be cool to talk to all those people and uh, or Clarice or Dostoevsky. It would be amazing to talk to some of these people. Um, but I feel like if that wish came true and you sat down with Dostoevsky, he's going to speak in Russian. And then you got to have a translator. Well, you also like got to resurrect him and bring him back to life, too. Like It doesn't yeah. say that you have the power of necromancy here. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't say that you everybody has the gift of language as well. So I, I, I want to talk to Stephen King. He's one of the most accomplished writers in our generation. I've read many of his works and I love many of his works, but I get frustrated sometimes with it when I reread them. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do that, but I just would want to know, not the the just fluff interviews that he does online or his persona that he portrays on Twitter. I want to sit down and have a real conversation with the guy and ask him, you know, uh, what were you thinking when you wrote the Dark Tower series? What is your inspiration? How do you generally come up with all these different, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic stories and like, where is it in your brain? Do you dream about them? Like, what is the writing process? Like, I would really want to have a true conversation, sit down, you know, over lunch and and kind of pick his brain about the writing process and uh, just get to know more about him and maybe give us a better understanding of why the song of Susanna is hot garbage, in my opinion. <laughs> have you read his uh, memoirs, the on writing? No, I haven't. 
But even then, it's it, going to be skewed some. It's, it might it's, it's, be a persona. It's going to be biased. I know. I know. Yeah, but it at least gives you sell. somewhat of a window. No, I want to talk to him. I want to okay. talk to the man. I want the word from the horse's mouth. All right, number 10, tag some friends. Um, let's tag Leslie because we invite her to all of the parties because it's not a party <laughs> without the social butterfly of Leslie. We're going to tag Noah from everyone who reads it must converse, who will be joining us on the Anna Karina and I read along that we're about to launch. Check out Christy Lewis's channel. Where we'll be having the live stream and we'll have some in-depth analysis on our channel for that. And then also I'm going to tag Roz and Alan, who I just recently did a Clarice read along with, uh, Agua Viva. So Go check out, you know, Roz and, and Alan's channel. I'll put a link to all four of these channels down below. We appreciate you guys spending some time with us at the Russian Lit Party where we spent hours laboring, preparing for this. We, we put a lot of... Man, you are a terrible liar. And, okay, I am. I am. All right, guys, hit that subscribe button to join us on the videos. We post videos every Monday and Thursday. Una out. Peace.